Hey, real quick, I just wanted to let you know that Gabba Gabba Hunt is now a record store. Well, not really a store, but a booth at an antique store located in Eastridge Mall in Gastonia, North Carolina. Vintage Village is three stores down from Dillard's on the left. And my booth is on the left side of Vintage Village. It's the one with all the records. You can't miss it. I've got over a thousand records, toys, t-shirts, DVDs, VHS, all kinds of stuff there. So come check it out. Gabba Gabba Hunt Records and Vintage Goods located in Vintage Village at Eastridge Mall, Gastonia, North Carolina. You are now listening to the Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks Podcast, where we bring you conversations with people connected to the Carolina's underground music scene. Your host, Mike Phillips of Van Huskins. Awesome. If you want anything, just let me know. Okay. No, I'm good. I'm just taking the scene. Hit the head real quick. And yeah, that was, it was, it was, it was a little bit of a drive. <laughs> a little bit of a drive. It was all good. It was an easy trip. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff toward, in Right toward Charlotte, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> sometimes Charlotes. there. Yeah. Which usually, I was surprised it was like that. Today, I was gonna say usually Saturday day. evenings it's not too bad, but you never really know. Like no. one little thing can mess it all up. But next time I'm paying that toll and I'm getting the lanes <laughs> over. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't know if there's really much toll on the way here. It's like, I think it was like 15 cents, and I'm watching yeah. those people sail yeah. down the street for 15 cents. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, maybe, okay, maybe is, well, that's I'm worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's worth it right there. <laughs> Oh man, I asked for yeah, more. There's, there's a there's a lot of stuff up here. Um, I'm mm-hmm. just a collector. And, yeah, uh, I, I mean, you know, it, it's. Um, but now there's also a lot of stuff up here, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I actually picked this up today. I'm gonna start trying to sell stuff on eBay, and then I want to open up a booth in an antique mall. All right. Sell some of my records. Of course, that's uh, really what I want to do. That's hard, though. But what I want to do, though, is I want to be able to sell enough stuff to, to support my record buying habit. Sure. So I can like buy and sell. Like I can get rid of some stuff that I oh I've had this for a while, I can get rid of it. And for what I can sell this record for, I can get like three records. The yeah, I mean that's pretty much there was uh uh the town that I moved because um, I came up from South Florida, the the town that I lived in there was a guy there. Um and that was I mean that was the only reason why he existed, I think. It was Groovy Movies a go go and then Confusion Records right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that they, they they existed both solely Sure, to make some money, but really and truly just to, like, you know, like, you'd walk in and be like, is this for sale? And be like, eh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. How much is it? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that he could buy more records, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buy more records, and then the guy, you know, and then to buy more movies. Yeah. But I've got a, I've got a bunch of doubles. I've got a bunch yeah. of stuff that I just bought just because I found it cheap. And it's, like, mm-hmm. stuff that's good stuff but it's not stuff I really listen to a whole lot yeah. so like I'm always buying stuff at thrift stores for 50 cents or yeah. whatever and, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and and then if, you know if I have a booth and I can have a couple of crates of records like you know one crate of good records and then one crate of like and then like a whole crate records. of Pat Boone yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I try to keep like I try to keep the little thrift store out of there the thrift store stuff out of there but, but I got a, ton, a hell of a band <laughs> I, I've got a ton of country records and those records right. are actually you know they're, they're like you know they're always a dollar two dollars no matter where you find them most of them Right. There's some good ones that are worse. I, I got one at a thrift store last week. It's a Ray Price record. And um, I got home and I looked it up on Discogs. And it's like, it goes for $19 or around $19. Nice. And it's in like pristine condition. So nice. it's like 50 cents, $19. Yeah. yeah. I'm not selling that one though because I love that one. Oh, that's, yeah. that's great, I listened to it earlier today. <laughs> yeah. It's a great record. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Awesome. I, was, I listened to this earlier today when I was driving around. Oh, awesome. I was listening to it yesterday. Too. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you a copy. If you know somebody that might want one, yeah, I'll, give one, I'll probably give one to Eric. He'll, he'll, he'll oh, like fantastic. Um, and also, 
wanted to uh, present you with this since I know you are a fellow vinyl collector. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> familiar with The Rings? What's that? The band The Rings. The Rings? They were a punk band out of the UK. Okay. Um, in 1978, they released a song, I Want to Be Free. I know you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I will tell you why this record means a lot to me now i got several copies i went through a whole ebay okay, it's okay. like i've got to get multiple copies man you know <laughs> there's, there's records like that where i buy like sometimes i buy copies with the intention to give them away it's yeah. like everybody needs a copy of this record exactly and that's the way i did and i remember sst and uh, i'll go ahead and make a disclaimer if i say sst shannon lee yeah all the same guy yeah um <laughs> so. i've been calling him le shannon these days but that's okay right i always mess up and call him shannon and then i'm like oh yeah lee. <laughs> right <laughs> and i'm not going to promise uh lee that i Will not mess up and say Shannon, so um, just be aware. It's his fault, <laughs> it's his, it's his fault man. Yeah. He his name on me. Um, but anyway, the rings they did the song "I Want to Be Free," and this was like the very first punk song I heard when I was growing up. Right. Um, and it got me, of course. You know, it segued into the Ramones, and, yeah, yeah. you know, Dead Kennedys and Dead Milkmen and all mm. that. So this has a special place in my heart. Like I say, I got tons of copies, but I want to present you with this copy no. for your own personal collection. Enjoy. I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. And like I say, I've got copies to, you know, give away and present other, you know, people that are into yeah. music and especially into punk music. I got a couple of records so, for you before we leave. Oh, too, so. fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yay. I got, a, I got a stash of stuff that I give away too. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> stash of stuff's awesome. <laughs> So, did you have a good trip down here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. How, how long was that ride? Um, it's an hour from Statesville. Yeah, it's yeah. about a little over I'm an hour. I'm coming from, from Winston, though. So okay, I, yeah. I, yeah, so I went through Statesville and picked him up, and yeah, and we just talked about old times. It's yeah. kind of fun. I don't think we've had that much conversation in years. <laughs> oh yeah, depending on what time we get out of here, on the way back. Tommy's trash room is playing tonight. That would oh, be a good nice. show to check out. Nice. I might go depending on what time we finish up. There's no rush. Right. Sure. There's right, no rush. Right. We usually record for two, three hours, okay. however long we record, and then I edit it down to whatever. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, honestly never been to Tommy's. I wouldn't mind checking that out one day at least. It's a cool yeah. place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess we can go ahead and get started then. Cool. Um, so I'm talking to Leaving Echoes. Well, a couple members from Leaving Echoes. Yes. Yep. And mm. Scott Robbins and Bethany. I'm not sure what you're like. Seatsma. Okay. Seatsma. Yeah. Bethany Seatsma. Uh huh. All right. And who, who else is in the band? Let's see. We've got uh, Ben Shepard. He's on drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's currently residing in Georgia. Okay. So you can imagine the fun trying to coordinate with him. We also have uh, Wes Hale. Hale Jr. To be correct. Junior, that's right. Get it correct. Yeah, yeah. Senior um, friend requested me. What's up, Wes Hale Senior? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he is our four string, well, I guess technically five string expert. Yeah. Um, he's a, a, a bass player who posed as a guitar player for a long time. Very long we time. We think he's a bass player. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. definitely a bass player. Man. He, 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 he <laughs> wish he was here. Yeah. 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 I don't see him defend himself on being a guitar player. No, actually, yeah. he's, he's not bad on guitar at all. Don't oh, get me no. wrong. He, he can pull some stuff. Oh, yeah. Out of the blue and We're happy. you know keep going. So um, we also have Bethany Fox. She does uh, violin for us mm-hmm. on a couple songs, okay. yeah. um, and I'm sure we'll be using her again for future projects. And then Lee. And then Lee. Yes, <laughs> Lee is uh, on the lead guitar. We're very uh, blessed, privileged to uh, have him. I guess yeah. uh, he, of course, also plays the Will Saint Creek. Oh yeah. Um, 
and he does some solo stuff as well. So we are super excited to have him on board with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Super excited. Cool. And so. we'll, well, well, I'll not trying to interrupt you. Oh, no, no. You're, you're good. <laughs> I was going to say, good. is there anybody else or is that? that was... uh, well, <laughs> right now we are actually uh, working on our second album already. Mm-hmm. Um, and her husband is filling in for Ben for right now okay. since Ben can't get up here. Yeah. Um, Maz. Maz. And he is a very talented drummer as well. Yeah. And he's about in 10 million bands, I always tell everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> very, very busy man. Um, so we're honored to have him on board with that. And uh, I've also been working with a, uh, another guitar player. We brought him in while Lee was out with his hurt hand um, just to fill in on a couple of the songs. Um, ultimately, we want to have Lee do most of the lead tracks on what we got coming up. Yeah. Um, but Kevin, uh, we have one song in particular that he's like, perfect for it's uh they're just different styles yeah yeah Yeah. you know and uh so yeah kevin and he's fabulous oh yeah absolutely he's a very uh strong bluesy Mm -hmm. um folk music type guy Mm -hmm. um and we got one song that actually leans towards that direction i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna say it is necessarily that type of song that we are uh, gonna have on the upcoming release and it is uh Really, oh God, so many good songs on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one thing a lot of people don't realize, like everything that we've recorded on this first release mm-hmm. is uh, songs from the 90s that we used to go out and play oh, okay. under Jim's Great Adventure, which was our first formation that of our band. That explains the kind of 90s feel and sound that it has. There you go. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's now, exactly. Now, I will admit, I am a fan of the whole 90s music scene. I got obviously heavy into the whole grunge scene. You know, I was knee deep in Nirvana and Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. um, Pearl Jam was a big one for me. Mike Mm. McCready was my personal guitar god at one point. So, uh, like I say, huge influence uh, and still is. Mm. Uh, Some of the newer stuff we're doing is, I don't know, would you call it a little maybe. I don't know. It feels Edgier. a little more grown up, I yeah. guess, maybe. I mean, we're different people. So, yeah. um, the you know, it, it's not to say that the music that we made on this album that you have is not who we are. We're still those people. Oh, yeah. You know, you just kind of you grow. And you, you bring it forward. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, it's just kind of bringing it forward. Well, I, I think guess. it's cool that, that you recorded all this stuff that, you know, you wrote back then because a lot of times bands write songs that never really get recorded or get properly recorded oh, yeah. and they're lost forever. So, oh, yeah. I'm thinking about doing a project but it's going to be a bunch of songs that one of my old bands played live but never actually recorded. The only document I have of them was like videotapes of us playing live. Oh, okay. And so now I've got to like go back and relearn the songs and try to figure out the lyrics but I think the way I've decided to do it instead of like it actually being those songs will be songs inspired by those songs. Right. And so I can kind of write my own lyrics to 
to it, but try to keep it similar to what what I can decipher from the because I never knew what Saunders was singing most of the time. Well, I'm going to say that a lot of that the lyrics were a, a few, quite a few of those songs. The lyrics were rewritten. Mm-hmm. I felt one thing then, and I felt something completely oh, yeah. different when we went to go to the studio. You know, the hook was still kind of there, mm-hmm. and it's just adapting it moving forward. And then, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of I've got a couple other friends that are doing the same thing, like kind of accomplished guys. You know, that have been out touring and doing other things, and like, but they're bands from the 90s mm-hmm. you know that they're like man we wrote some great music like i hate that it's lost yeah. so yeah mm-hmm. and they're coming back and they're re-recording and it's gonna be the 90s resurgence all over yeah. again <laughs> simply because of that yeah, yeah. I think that's, <laughs> it's great because i'm real big on, on documenting and, and, yeah. and preserving everything so that's i think it's great that people hey, are you're doing a good job yeah <laughs> uh, was it, were there any other members or, or honorary members or anything that you wanted to mention before? We no, I mean I don't know. Are there? Golly, no. I, th- I think that's it for now. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Sean, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he participated. I, I, he did participate. Um, Inadvertently, yeah, I, I, I had shared with you. Yeah. That I, known, I thought you mentioned that he had helped you out. Yeah. Uh, forever. I've known Sean forever, mm-hmm. and when we were growing up as teenagers. My cousin actually lived down below where Sean lived okay. <laughs> when they lived in Statesville. Yeah. So we would go up there quite a bit, visit, and, you know, ultimately he and I would start talking music, and he'd be just like, hey, man, you know, come bring your acoustic. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. bang around, you know, mess around some, which we did. We did, you know, we were playing things like Black Crows, um, you know, Alice and Elvis Costello, okay, yeah. things like that. And, you know, just cover stuff. And it was just kind of a friendly, hey, if we're making some music, cool, you yeah. know, <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> And eventually, as time went on, when uh, I guess I'm going to get into a little bit of history here, is I really didn't get into music until my college years, mm-hmm. um, right around when I was 19. Well, this, this would be a good place to kind of step back a little bit. Okay. Like, what when you were a little kid, what was the first thing about music that you kind of remember that sort of grabs <laughs> you? I mean, you say you didn't really get into music until you were... <sighs> In college, so that we'll, we'll right. get to that. But you know, everybody kind of has a musical memory from when they're kids. Like oh yeah, whether it's- you know, I, my my memory of uh, music, and, and you're probably going to laugh at this. Is all right. So when I was a kid, I really didn't have a whole lot of exposure to music because mm-hmm. neither my father nor mother were really into music. Okay. I did have an older sister, but she's nine years older than me, so you can imagine we didn't really have too much interaction. Yeah. Oh yeah. My dad, you know, when we were on trips to the beach, for instance. He would put it on more of a contemporary type music station. You know, mm-hmm. Hi, this is Casey Casey. We're going to do the weekly top oh, 40 yeah, yeah. and, you know, long distance dedications and all that wonderful yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> mainly because my sister was on said trip with us mm-hmm. and she wanted to listen to that type of stuff, uh, which was kind of cool. But at the same time, while listening to the radio and my childhood mind, I was like, man, how did they not understand music, of course, at this point? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that radio stations actually brought in. All these bands oh, and musicians yeah. <laughs> at one time, and they were sitting down in front of microphones like we're doing now, and they're having to perform every yeah. single time they yeah. play. I had no idea that vinyl or any type of other mm-hmm. recordings existed whatsoever. Oh my gosh, so my I- memories are so the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I dreamed in album covers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, right. I totally did. Wow, I, right. that's crazy. I, oh my so, gosh, Scott. So anyway, I was like. <laughs> Wow, these bands, how they get around from all these radio stations? They must be really tired, you know? <laughs> this, that, and the other. 
Uh, and I would always imagine too, you know, like, man, the trips they must have made. Cause I know these radio stations aren't close together. Like some were based in Charlotte. You got one based out of Winston. Mm-hmm. How do they do it? Well, but, it used to be that way, uh, I well, guess. Well, okay, you know. Know, back in the, back in the day. <laughs> now, now, right. now you go to every town. They got all the same radio stations, just, oh, different, yeah. just yeah. different name. Yeah. Or, yeah, but usually the name's the same. It's just the call letters are different. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, you know, I kind of got into music like that. I was like, you know, cool tunes and these poor bands for having to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, I think I shared with you before, he, he listened to some weird stuff. Uh, he was never into any kind of rock or anything like that. Mm. He was uh, into stuff like, I shared with you, Hot Butter. Okay. Um, and their infamous album, Popcorn. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, the Tubular Bells guy. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on that guy's uh, name. Yeah, it's something I can't. I can't even get. I want to say Oakenfield, but I'd be at least start thinking Paul Oakenfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ. No, that's not him. Oakenfield or something yeah, like that. I think that. it's Oakenfield. Um, yeah, you've lost. My dad listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then he had like all these records of Bach on har- harpsichord that yeah. he would continuously play over I mean, Bach and is over amazing. and over. <laughs> so that's okay. so that was my musical exposure from him. So there really wasn't, like I say, too much as far as home exposure going on oh my gosh so, <laughs> so i kind of like well yeah, this is all that's <laughs> out there i'm really not that interested you know yeah. <laughs> so until i got into middle school and i was exposed to rap and r&b yeah. and uh, i went on a rap kick for a while oh i did like, too when i was like a certain age when, <laughs> like run dmc ll cool j that stuff oh like, yeah it's good stuff seventh eighth grade I mean, man i was all into ll cool j stuff. run dmc houdini mm-hmm. uh the fat boys the boogie EPMD. boys any of the bo- the boys bands that were out there yep, yep. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> See, my musical upbringing was so different, Scott. It, that's crazy. I mean, like, I don't know. My parents were musicians, okay, first and foremost. My mom's a singer-songwriter. My dad uh, was amazing. You know, I mean, he was a good guitar player, but mm-hmm. he was into, like, Alice Cooper and, like, you know, like, heavy stuff. And he rocked out with bands up until the, the day he died. And then my stepdad, he's... A fabulous musician mm-hmm. and my very first concert was on his shoulders at a grateful dead show when oh, i was wow. three and i remember it you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> like yeah so and then they took me to bluegrass festivals all you know like i was i thought i was an adult and i stared at album covers and was just like <laughs> the grateful dead cover the album for the mars hotel mm-hmm. like those were my imaginary friends <laughs> we had adventures together mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know and i love uh no i mean there was mozart and that kind of stuff too oh, yeah yeah. yeah classical and rock a lot of that is growing up but it's so different you know because it was just never ending right it was just like <clears throat> my days were music my nights were music all the way <laughs> since i was this little all the way up so it's like you know i had to marry a drummer right he was, he, he was, the, he was, <laughs> it was, it was the one instrument that's missing in the family they're like we don't have a drummer yeah so i had to go find one right. yeah <laughs> so you always had music around did you start did you have hands on an instrument at an early I, age I, yeah, yeah i mean so. you know my dad um my stepdad, um, he tried. He gave me maybe a couple guitar lessons, okay, like yeah. a, like a couple, you know. But um, when I was little, and then he, he, I would try to go back to it every once in a while, and he would, and I'd be like, "Well, how do you do this?" And he was like, "I've shown you these chords. Just practice those chords. You've mm. got this." And I wouldn't, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, I wouldn't because I would just sing instead, and that's what I like to do, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And but then when I left home. I missed guitar. All of a sudden, it was like there was no instrument supporting singing, right? And mm. I'm like, well, crap, I got to 
I got to do something, (laughs) you know, so either I had to find a band or I had to learn how to play or both. And, um, yeah, so now play guitar, Mm -hmm. play a little mandolin. Now I like to play with that instrument. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. 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 It depends on who you're playing with. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're like, you know, making, you know, noise and then sometimes you're Making something pretty. <laughs> Depends on what you're doing. I think it'd be a pretty interesting instrument to pick up. And probably pretty easy it's to easy. pick up as well. Yeah, it's easy. And I like it because it's an accentuating instrument. Mm-hmm. I mean, like some geniuses out there use it as a main driving instrument, you know, and good for them. But that's, I'm not that genius. I like it because you can kind of just dip in and go, yeah. hey, nee, 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 nee. And then like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disappear to yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an off time instrument to you. It sounds good in in the in the backbeat, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of fun like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say like during my whole rap phase, there there was some rock music that was involved. Now granted, it's not <laughs> the stuff that I eventually fell in love with that made me want to pick up an instrument and mm-hmm. go, yeah, let's you know let's do this. Um, Huey Lewis and the News, their album Sports. Oh, yeah. I think it was around 83. I just 83, bought that one like last week. Uh, <laughs> 83 or 84 is when it came out, I think. And I remember I fell in love with, for some reason, that song, The Harder Rock and Roll. Man, mm-hmm. oh, damn, it got stuck in that's my head. That's a good song. And I was like, I must have this. So in yeah. the middle of all my little rapsy you know, cassettes, I, was, I remember begging my mom to buy me. I was like, Please buy me Huey Lewis in the news, sports. Please, please. I'll do whatever chore you need me to do. And uh, of course, you know, eventually she did. And I, man, I wore that cassette out. You know, I think I, think I got that one through Columbia House. We, we started doing Columbia House when I was really young. Oh, My dad nice. was like, we're cassettes from Columbia House. And then we just have to cut grass to save up enough money to buy yeah. enough to get out of the contract or whatever. Absolutely. But that's, that's one of the ones that I remember getting that. Like, Billy Joel and Top Gun soundtrack, and this was all when I was like in like fifth grade or something. Right, you know, when I was really young. <laughs> so my, my music, Cindy Lauper. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. There's there was a few was, good ones in there. Yeah, Cindy Lauper. That, that stood the test her. of time. Well, Huey Lewis stood the test of time too. He's oh, like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, there, there was a lot of junk in there too, like that I grew out of. <laughs> oh yeah. So we'll just start getting into like the kind of music that you listen to today. I mean, I don't know really. You, for I, I you, used to say, college. I used to say punk rock, but not everybody gets into punk rock. You know? Right. Well, really you all. know, uh, what got me turned on to actual, <laughs> I say good music, uh, yeah, is yeah. Adult good, music. Adult adult, music. good adulting music. Kind of stuff yeah. to listen to. Um, <laughs> was uh, probably in my ninth grade year, I had a friend, Mike Poston. Um, and he was like two years older than me, still in ninth grade. Don't know why. Don't ask. Uh, but anyway, he and I got along famously. And he's, you know, we started hanging out. And every time I'd go to his house, he'd be like playing this music. I've, you know, obviously I'd never heard before. I've, mm-hmm. you know, told you I was listening to rap and some of the stuff they were playing on the radio. And before that was all the stuff my dad listened to. Yeah. Um, and I just start hearing these like thrashing guitars. And a bunch of, hum, hum. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I kind of like it. <laughs> you know? So he is in there like blasting Metallica, Megadeth, SOD, mm-hmm. MOD. And I'm like, 
dude, this stuff is phenomenal. What is this? He's like, oh, it's called metal. Thrash yes. metal. I was like, this is speaking to me, man. Yes. I like it. Yes, it so, does. So, yeah. So, he and I would, like, listen to his, <laughs> you know, cassettes and CDs for, like, hours just you know, playing video games, jamming out to that stuff while we're playing, you know, and that's all there was um, to do at that time. And then, at the, <laughs> and then, you know, within weeks, you know, he pulled another one on me. He goes, Hey man, have you ever heard any good punk music? I was like, punk. What is, what is this punk you speak of? Mm. Is it something I'm going to like? He's like, well, if you like this, you're definitely going to like punk. I was like, show it to me, brother. So that's <laughs> when he, bought, you know, the rings, yeah. he, that was the very first thing he introduced me to. And I was like, Dude, I, I, I dig this. You know, again, feed me more, you mm-hmm. know? So he introduced me to, man, all kinds of punk bands for the years. I mean, you know, obviously the Rings, uh, Ramones, got mm-hmm. into the Ramones big time, Dead Milkman, uh, Dead Kennedys, uh, Minor I, Threat. It's always cool. Like, <laughs> how many people mention Dead Milkman? Like, that's one of the early bands that they get into, punk rock, because that was one of the yeah, early ones absolutely. I got into, too. Yeah. I think it's because it's kind of accessible it's funny. to somebody that doesn't really... Doesn't want to jump into Sex Pistols right away, yeah. right? But Absolutely. it kind of shows there, you that, that there's this, this this other side of music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool though. I mean, I, so many people I talk to, that's one of the first bands they mention. It's always Dead Milkman. I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. right. I'm on the same page. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was like the opposite. I actually, I think it was middle school that I went the Dead Milkman route, and then it was high school that I did the metal route, right. and then um, actually. You know, because I've, I don't know, I've always had this weird line of like, I've loved pop, but my soul speaks to hard guitars. <laughs> right. Okay. So, like, you know, uh, so I actually auditioned to my dance team to Megadeth's Symphony of Destruction. Nice. That was amazing. Yeah. I'm just saying. And I did make it. But, uh, yeah, so, it, but it was the opposite for me. It was, you know, I had, again, it's always, it's going to be your friends, but it started out in middle school with more like, punk and i think it's it almost kind of spoke to that subtle poppiness you know it mm. wasn't quite so like scare your parents i right. guess <laughs> like it, i don't know i i don't i don't think punk is that scary but then again i didn't know anything about johnny rotten and like <laughs> at that point in my life you know right. and then yeah but then and then you get in you know start listening to metal and you know, start dating the boys that your mom's like, why? <laughs> and then, yeah, then all of a sudden things changed. Yeah, then it, then it's a little different. But that that was, for me anyway, it was the opposite. I know, yeah, I know like Wes, you know, like metal is his soul. If, mm, I, if oh, he yeah. was here, he would be glad to tell you metal is his soul. And don't worry, Wes, I'm representing for you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, and it's definitely reflected in his style mm-hmm. of playing. But I would say, you know, he's like... He's all over the map, too, because he, you know, when you just love to play, right, you're going to listen to all kinds of stuff. You're just going to, you're going to just be attracted to anything mm. that's good. Oh, yeah. If it's good, I mean, you know, I'm looking at your shelves. You've got, you've got just about everything in, yeah, yeah, uh, across the good, spectrum I'm gonna, here. I'm yeah. going to listen to it. So yeah, it doesn't matter exactly. what genre it is. It's, exactly. It's going to be played. Yeah. Um, and then older I get, the more that expands too. And I'm yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. I need to. I've, I've neglected this. I need to start listening to this. Right. And and I bring something else in. Right. So I mean, yeah. So like at the time, I mean, obviously we were super influenced by all of that stuff. You know, I think you're couple, you're a few years older than than me. So like I was just out of high school, fair pretty much. I was like 19 when we first started writing some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you were just out of college, so. We were still super into that. So, what was the name of that band again? The 
the very first band that we formed was um, Jim's Great Adventure. Jim's Great Adventure, and was yeah. that your, that was the first band both of you were in? Uh, I actually, or, my, my the very first band that uh, I had started in was I had gone to uh, Western Carolina for mm-hmm. two years. I was doing the whole radio television thing, kind of fell out of love with that aspect because I, you know, for me, I was thinking, you know. There's not uh, a bunch of musicians in the studio. There's no, there? there's not. It's a bunch of people yeah. that are kind of boring, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and the main reason I wanted to do radio TV was, you know, hey, man, I'll get to spin records and this, that, and the other. And, you know, of course, well, that's not necessarily what you're going to be doing. Because no. if you become a DJ, you got to do this to go through this. And I kind of, my brain at the time, you know, being 18, 19, 20 years old, well, that sucks. I don't want to do all that. Trust me. And, um, <laughs> that's exactly what I went to school for out of, out of high school. Yep. And then I got a volunteer gig at WNCW in Spindale. Mm-hmm. And so like every three Saturday, every third Saturday, we'd go over there and we'd be on, on the radio from 12 until 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like six hours, we could play whatever we wanted to, within reason, as long as we nice. didn't do any cussing or anything. Right. We got in trouble for some of that because we played stuff that we didn't realize had it in it. But uh, we we could play whatever we wanted to. And here I am and, and sitting in class going, oh, wait a minute. I might not get to be a DJ right away. And even if I am a DJ, I'm going to have to play what somebody else tells me to play. Right. Right. I don't yeah. want to do that. So I yep. dropped out. Right. And that is... That's my story exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and and also figured out. Well, I've got all this uh, restaurant experience. How much do restaurant managers make? Oh, about twice as what radio DJs make. Hmm. I think I'll go through that hill. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what I ended up you know doing for the longest. Um, and, and that that's you know neither here nor there. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the very first band was actually a Bulldog mm-hmm. when I had uh, got out of college after those two years and i decided that you know radio tv wasn't for me ben shepherd who's our drummer he had contacted me now we were friends we've been friends at third grade and, and he's always played drums mm-hmm. you know whether it was in band and he played with a couple little side gig bands and you know did some uh interesting metal with one band that uh, i won't go into but it uh, you know but he had the experience and he had the passion and but anyway he calls me and he's like, hey, man, he said, uh, I'm playing with these guys right now. We're playing a bunch of covers. He said, we're mostly doing, you know, 70s, 80s, and we might be throwing in a couple, you know, modern songs. And by modern at the time, you know, when the grunge scene just exploded. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds interesting. So, so you need a guitar player? He's like, no, we need a bass player. I'm like, well, I don't have a bass. Oh, I got a bass. So I was like, well, Okay. Sure, I'll give it a whirl. So he gave me some of the songs they were playing, and I learned all the bass lines for those songs and went and jammed with them, golly, for about two years. or No, probably one of two years. Probably about a year and a half solid. Mm. And we played a lot locally, mainly just in Statesville. Okay. I think we had maybe one gig in Hickory at some dive that was pretty god-awful. But anyway, we did get out and play some. And, you know, I had fun playing with those guys. Um, but Ben and I had a different vision of what we wanted to do like i don't want to play covers forever mm-hmm. i said i really want to you know pick up a guitar and play because during that time um when the whole grunge thing exploded that's when i got interested in actually hey I, there's I, I something besides yeah. <laughs> twisted sister and white snake you mean i'm yeah. sorry i'm looking, right. looking at the hat wall over there there's you mean you don't have to wear tights to play the guitar exactly right. I, can, I can wear you know <laughs> jeans a flannel and uh go out and play awesome yeah um so you know that that's kind of where my passion was i was like you know i want to play more of that style of music mm-hmm. 
And he was like, yeah, he says, I'm kind of getting burned out of playing this too. He said, let's do it. So, you know, one day we just went and got all of our crap after one of our shows that we played with Bulldog and exited the building and um, started practicing at, uh, my dad was into textiles at the time, so he had a huge warehouse and was gracious enough to, or silly enough, I should say, to let us, you know, practice there. Yeah. We only bothered one neighbor there. It was a uh, it was a gentleman and his two older parents. The older parents couldn't hear with a hoot, so that was like awesome on their end. Um, <laughs> and also helped with the noise complaints. Uh, but once in a while, he would like pop up, and he like it was so weird because he would, like creep around the warehouse building, and we would like stop playing. You know, we were like you know maybe covering a Nirvana song, and we start hearing this. Just that's creepy. Outside, I'm like, like I'm, I mean, I'm like, like did you hear what I hear? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. So we like go out and check, and you know, there's this older gentleman out there. He's probably in his fifties, maybe pushing sixty himself at the time. And you know, he was just out there, just listening to us mm-hmm. and singing the songs. That well, we all right, I mean, that's great. Which but, was kind of cool, but like you said, it's kind of creepy. The, in too. the middle of the night, big and, old warehouse space. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing like you know, random. <laughs> Anybody random showing up would weird me right, right? up. But that's awesome because so, that's cool. And, and, his, and he called himself, I don't even know the gentleman's real name, but he called himself Captain Howdy. Okay. And I think we all know where that came from, <laughs> yeah. right? So, and I'm like, okay, Captain Howdy. <laughs> and that not only happened once, it happened several occasions, but we kind of got used to it. Yeah. Um, you, had, you had a mascot. We, yeah, we had a little mascot. That's nice. Uh, we, we did have uh, one noise complaint one time, I vividly remember, because the uh, we had the front door open to the office that led to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And we did actually have the one noise complaint that his parents heard the one time. <laughs> and the cops had come in. Now, this is, we didn't know this till later, because the way it was presented to us, two cops come in and go, yeah, guys, we had a noise complaint. They had these cups of coffee in their hand. They're like, but everything is good. You know, just kind of tone it down a little bit. We enjoyed listening to you. And I'm like, what the hell? Those were the days. Yeah, so basically the cops let themselves into the office, Mm -hmm. made themselves some coffee with my dad's coffee machine in there. (laughs) They sat in there, listened to us jam, just Ben and myself, and then came in and decided to do something about it. So they were there probably about 20, 30 minutes easy, (laughs) which was kind of cool. But at the same time, kind of, again, another weird experience. Uh, it was a very strange neighborhood. Yeah. I will so tell you who that. was the first iteration then? There was you, there was Ben. Who was your bass player? Uh, the very first bass player we had was Trent. Was Trent. It okay. was Trent. It was Trent. And then uh, Christian sang. And Christian, yes. Okay. She, she uh, came in on vocals. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin came in on, guitar. Lead, on lead guitar. Right. During the period with no band name, we eventually started calling ourselves Asphalt Flowers. Yeah. Uh, with and Asphalt, then I came in after yeah. that. Your mind is all that stops you. Must be
Now, you've been in a band before this, or was this the first time you... I had not been in a band, but I had been... Like I said, my parents grew up in bands. Mm-hmm. So to me, getting on the stage was like nothing. Mm-hmm. It really didn't matter. So you've had stage experience prior. Yes. And then, um, and I met these guys because... Um, there was a fabulous music store in Winston called the Music Loft, and there was this guy there. Mm-hmm. Um, he did you know that I forget what his name was? He was an A and R rep for Atlantic Records, mm-hmm. and he was trying to like I don't know. He was talking to me about turning me into like a pop star. This was before Britney Spears and those kinds of things. You know, he mm-hmm. wanted to like come down to the studio. We'll do like some solo studio stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like we'll just and that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I was like, that's I want a band. <laughs> you know, I want a band. And he was like, all right. I mean, I mean, that's that was it at the time. And that's what I wanted. That's what called to me. So he's like, I got a call out of the blue. And he was like, well, since you won't come down to the studio, these guys came in and they're looking for a singer. And so if you want to talk to them, and then I called him and auditioned. I mean, and that was pretty much the first experience then. Yeah. For me, like mm-hmm. officially yeah. as like front person you know so about what year was this just kind of 94 94 95 i don't know yeah four five somewhere there (laughs) something like that yeah i just graduated like i said so yeah 94 and did y'all play shows out Mm -hmm. oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i know you said this this recording here is like all those songs from back then but did you do any recordings like back then or We, uh, Horrible we, band room tapes. Yeah, we have, like, yeah. I think we had a couple like attempts at multi-track sessions. Yeah. Like people would, you know, but like, I mean, we're just broke. Like, you mm. know. Every, it was hard back then. Unless yeah. you like, we were lucky. We had a f- couple of friends that had four tracks or eight tracks that knew right. kind of how to work with them. And we would all kind of get together and figure out how to make a recording. But you right. know, if you didn't have that, that, then it was either you just stuck a jam box in the room and hit record. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you tried to save up money to go to a studio, and who can really afford to do that when you're, like, broken 20? Well, right. <laughs> and I, mean, I, I think we may have had somebody come in with, with uh, a handheld dat at one point, too, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like. You know, and those things were pretty cool. Yep. I mean, they made a decent recording. But then, I mean, you know, it all just kind of – it all just died. Like, it, when we went to come back to try and do all of this, we went to the Chronicler – <laughs> the chronicler, the chronicler they, listen what you do is important because it, it yeah yes. there, there are there are people you know we had to go and find that person who had all of the recordings mm. you know his cousin had all the recordings of everything because he was he would hang out in the band room yeah. and uh you know and i'm like straining to listen you know some of these live shows that he'd recorded mm. and videotaped and um other than that just to try and like what did this even sound like? Yeah. What was the melody line there? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. It's all coming back to me now. But yeah, so no, I mean, there were no real, I don't know, people just came to our shows. We didn't have anything to sell them. They just. Except a good time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we're plenty of bands that did that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think of a lot of bands that we played with that I'm like, man, I really wish they'd have recorded some music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's just everybody's having a good time playing shows. Yeah. And, you know, again, being broke and. And, and not understanding the business. Yeah. You know, yeah. I well, mean, if you're 19. Kind of, yeah, you're doing it for fun anyway. You're not really thinking. Sure. I'm going to try to make a living off of this. Sure. No, we didn't have anything to offer. No. Nah. I was glad. I, I was glad. I was glad for the opportunity. Yeah. To oh, get him down. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was probably my biggest regret during that time is we didn't have anything at all recorded because. Mm-hmm. 
when we got Jim's Great Adventure going, when we played, you know, we never we're never Charlotte way, but by golly, we made it to Hickory and Statesville and to Winston Woo-hoo. and to Raleigh and you know, yeah. pretty much Central North Carolina. We we covered. Yeah. And we had a lot of good gigs, a lot of good gigs. How did you get your gigs back then? Just word of uh, word of mouth, or did you? Hey, we're yeah. big. Calling. We, yeah. we, no, wait, we, did, we did make press packs. We did make a press pack. I'm so we had to have yeah. some kind of recording because, yeah. you know, we we tried. Again, on a boombox. Yeah. We had, a, we had, a, we had, I think, uh, six songs on a boombox. So I thought you get them and you're like, oh, that's good enough. We can send this yeah. out. That's what yeah. I think that's what we did with the Milestone yeah, first. Yeah, we're like, we just, like, need, we need, just need three songs. Like, we just need a better recording. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody would say. Yeah, man, yeah. it's a shame you don't have a better recording. Yeah, okay. You want to pay for it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we just need three good ones. Just three. So we, we would record them all and we'd listen to them all and be like, okay, this one, this one, and this one. And then you'd have to like... You'd have to you'd have to like mm-hmm. record from one machine to the next machine, like right there. <laughs> yeah, all right. And then you'd replicate it over and over and over. Yep. Yeah. With a if you were lucky, the press pack I think maybe was printed in color. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I remember that uh, one gig we did in uh, Statesville. Uh, this wasn't one you were know, talking about earlier, which I'll get into later. <laughs> but, uh, this is uh, this was one at a ca- cafe and billiards that was located near Mitchell Community College in Statesville. Mm-hmm. I remember um, cafe and billiards. We played there a couple times. Oh yeah, we played there several times. But if you remember, on the first one, we had all these flyers made up, right? And we got the bright idea: Hey, Mitchell College is just right here. We're going to put those flyers everywhere mm-hmm. inside of Mitchell Community College. So my cousin and I, we go out, we got tape. We've had like 300 flyers printed off. <laughs> so we're like going to every lamppost, the like <laughs> walkways and the hallways. We're like sticking all these flyers up, you know, even less than two feet apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just like plastering them everywhere and handing them to these random students. You know, you know, back when you could go into a college campus and not have to go through metal detectors yeah. and all that good stuff, you could just freely walk around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of scary now, but anyway. <laughs> So, anyway, we were, like, doing that left and right, and, you know, that night for our gig, we had pretty darn good turnout until somebody from Mitchell Community College showed up. Hmm. They wanted to uh, speak to us, but the owner of Cafe and Billiards blocked for us. <laughs> was like, nice. well, they were like, what do you need to talk to them about? They were like, well, these flyers, they put them everywhere around the school, and we just painted our walls, and we're having to take it down, and it's pillow paint off the walls. Oh, man. <laughs> like, Cafe and Billiards like, whatever. Ooh. Yeah, they are like, well, that's not us. That's Every- on them. Yeah. Let them know. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, they're like, can can I offer you a beer? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The bar's doing well tonight. Yeah, the bar's doing great. <laughs> That's like when we were we we did a show at the armory, like just just two blocks from this house. And like right downtown, my brother well, I don't think it was my brother, I think it was a couple of guys that was in my brother's band. They stapled flyers to every tree downtown, stapled them to the trees. City got pissed about that because <laughs> the staples, they said they were making the trees, they were going to mess the trees up, so they had to treat the trees. And then after that, that's all stuff wrapped around the trees where they took the flyers down. But they called because my phone number was on the flyer. Oh, I, guess they, they, I guess when they looked it up, they realized it was my parents' number. And, they, they, and I think they just showed up at the flower shop. My mom owned the flower shop here in town. I think they just showed up at the flower shop to talk to her. And she's like, she wanted me to like just cancel the show at that point. Right. She's like, you might as well just cancel that show. It's, you're, just, you're just going to get in trouble. Like, no, I'm, that wasn't me. No, I didn't do you, that. Right? You got to <laughs> do it now. You got to see it through. Yeah, we, I did, mean. we did the show, and it was great. It was it was the best thing ever. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we ever heard back from Mitchell 
after that. I think that was just a one attempt to uh, say something about it, and well, off they went to the wind, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think you bothered them anymore after that, too. No, nah, we, we, we did, out. Yeah, we did not. Uh, word was out. We didn't put anything else in Mitchell after that. <laughs> reflection stories that I was telling her on the way up here. I was asking her if she remembered it. And... I blocked a lot out. I, 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 listen, <laughs> it, we we did a lot of things and then I just kind of, when we split back then, I, I moved to Florida and I just kind of went on with my life and just said, well, that was a thing in my past mm-hmm. and it's never going to matter again. <laughs> I kind of felt that way at one point. Well, yeah. They're, they're, I think everybody kind of gets to that point. Yeah. Where like, well, I'm done with that. I'm just going to go and live my life. Right. Now. So, right. but subsequently, I just like, you know, I don't recall like a lot of these like shows that we played and all of these like, you know, there was some cool stuff that we did that I'm like, I'm really grateful that you have a really good memory because as you're jogging <laughs> my memory, yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I remember that now. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, go on. Okay. Reminiscing. Because I, <laughs> Reminiscing. It, it, hey, it's news to me, too. And I, I, I didn't even do drugs. So I don't even know. <laughs> There's no excuse. <laughs> right. Um, in Statesville, there was a, I don't know if you want, really wasn't a club. It was just kind of a little venue that was above a uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was called Level 49. And it was being run by a gentleman who was a local musician. His name was George Ward. Again, this is in the mid-90s, probably mm-hmm. about 95-ish, I want to say. Um, he was basically having a lot of local musicians and even musicians up from Charlotte area, from the Winston area, mm-hmm. even from Boone, come into this club and play acoustically. Okay. And, you know, for three, four, or five hours, and you know, not just one band, but it'd be like, you know, multiple musicians mm-hmm. in a night doing this. Of course, we got word that he was doing this, and he was actually an uncle of one of my good friends, mm-hmm. uh, Leela. And I was like, hey, is it cool with you if I contact, you know, your uncle about seeing playing? She's like, oh, yeah, go for it. He's not going to bite your head off. Just talk to him. I was like, cool. So I ended up giving him a call out of the blue. I'm like, hey, George, it's Scott Robbins. You know, I'm playing with the band Jim's Great Adventure. And uh, we play a lot of alternative rock music. And I said, I was wondering if you got anything, you know, open coming up. We'd be more than happy to participate mm-hmm. in, you know, one of the shows that you're doing. And he was like, yeah, man. He said, uh, now are you wanting to be a headliner you just want to kind of open and fill in get some experience working with the crowd things like that i was like i said well really doesn't matter to me it's whatever you think he's like okay and he was just, we just kind of left it at that mm-hmm. so i was like well when would you like us to come and do this and you know he gave us a date i was like cool i'll check with everybody if it works I'll let you know. And uh, I did call him back and say, hey, yeah, we are available that day. What time mm-hmm. do you need us to be there? He's like, well, the show starts at 7 o'clock, so I have most bands check in about 6 to make sure you know my roster's still full and all that good stuff. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. No big deal. 
Well, it comes up to show day, and uh, now keep in mind, we didn't discuss whether we're playing acoustic or electric. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So <laughs> Surprise! So, so, so we <laughs> have been practicing. We, we had a two-hour set. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there's you know, some cover songs in there. Oh, yeah. But we had a two-hour set, all electric. Said day uh, starts to come around, and Bethany and I were like joking around, you know, <laughs> one of his practices, and she's like, "You know what we need? We need some go-go dancers." I was like, "Hell yeah, let's get some damn go-go, go-go like dancers!" On the side, like, uh, we we have a song that yeah. uh, anyway, I had, I, I had visions. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, we have a a, a song that uh, was written with uh, Sean Fleming back in the day that we actually turned into something. It's not on that recording, but hopefully it'll be on a future recording. Mm-hmm. And it was called Angels and Sedans, and that's yeah. how the whole thing came up. Hey, we need some go-go dancers. And uh, so, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, let's do that. So I like run to the, you know, back when we had to use that phone book, mm-hmm. run to the phone book, and Bethany's like, well, you're not going to be able to find like a go-go dancer listing in there. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I got the next best thing. So here I am looking up dance schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, classically right. trained ballerinas. <laughs> Nice, right. nice. So I'm, like, I'm picturing this this like mortified dance instructor. <laughs> You'd even better just like go to the back pages of Creative Loafers. Right, oh exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be you would well, better. you know. So here I am in this fall book, and the very first thing I turn it to is this place called Tilly's Dance Studio. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm all over this. <laughs> so I'm like poor calling dudes, the number. Girl. So. The owner, I'm assuming it's the owner, answers, and she's like, uh, Tilly's Desk, all like, yeah, it's this guy, I'm Jim's Great Adventure, I need some go-go dancers. And that's what I did. <laughs> I looked at that, and she was like, excuse me? I said, I said, look, I'm in a band, I need some dancers for like the last half of our set. I said, uh, all I gotta do is get up there, shake the stuff, <laughs> and dance to the music. So she was like quiet for a second, Then she goes, I think I have two girls who might be interested. If you give me your number, I will give your number to them and they can contact you. I was like, fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> so sure enough, we did get a call back from oh, these wow. two girls. <laughs> so, so they're like, oh, like, yeah, we heard you need some dancers. And I'm like, yeah. I said, uh, we got a gig coming up and it's going to be at level 49 and we need some dancers just for the last part of the uh, set to come in, you know, just, free dance there's nothing no choreographic to it and uh they're like yeah sure i said and you know come out to one of our practices you can hear what we're doing i mm. said specifically some of the songs we're gonna play in the second half and you guys can just you know freestyle do your thing i said we don't have any kind of expectations or anything except for you to keep moving yeah and uh they're like, all right, cool. So uh, both these girls, I will mention, they were both over eighteen. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> still in high school, but over eighteen. Thank you. Um, but well, anyway, go dancing. I mean, that if you come to a dance class, a dance instructor, that carries a certain connotation, man. Like, I mean, well, you know. I don't know if you know that or not, but yeah, it's. <laughs> Anywho, maybe you did. When, um, maybe you did. <laughs> Anyway, no but anyway, yeah. so they show up, they, they so go they to dance, up. yeah. They, they, they're like, you're into yeah. it. I'm like, you know, I can't pay much. I said, I might give you like 20 yeah. bucks a piece or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I said, awesome. So we got the date down, uh, nailed down with them. Uh, so anyway, said date comes. We end up running late because our lead guitar player, well, he's late. We're late. Yeah, notorious for running late. So mm-hmm. instead of six to check in, we get there about 7 30 to check in. So, me and the drummer Ben, we go running up the stairs to level 49, seek out George. They, of course, aren't, they're already in there playing. So, we get George and pull him to the side. He's like, 
hey man, as I said, Scott Robbins, I'm here at Jim's Great Adventure. We're here to, uh, you know, play tonight. And keep in mind, it's been several weeks since our conversation. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of looks at me and goes, oh, he says, were you guys my headliners tonight? So I look over at Ben and I go, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben's looking at me, he's got his face over his mouth like, okay, you know. <laughs> so, and uh, he goes, oh, great. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here and letting me know you're here. So I go back out. I tell them, I said, hey, guys, we're the headliners. <laughs> so, which, you know, really doesn't mean that much except for, hey, you get to be the last act on stage yeah. and, you know, play the Which is not know. the best spot anymore, I'm well, just saying. It's not the best spot. Oh, it's, it's, not, not, it's, not, it's, it's not. not. Nobody wants to do it. No. <laughs> no. no. But anyway, we all have to do it every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, it was different that I think it was. it's changed. But it yeah. has changed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we tell everybody that we're the headliners and we're like, all right, cool. You know, all that. Well, Bennett, we're, we're all kind of sitting in the audience or whatever, watching these other performers go on. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, good local musicians out there. And these two guys come over where Ben and I are sitting and they're just, and they, we like hear them talking and then they come over to us and they're like, Hey, do you guys know who this Jim's great adventure is? And we're just kind of like me and Ben looking at each other and, you know, not say anything. Cause we don't, because it was a little hostile, you know? Mm. Well, it turns out these guys were from a band called Visible Elroy. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but they mm-hmm. were they had a small whoop-de-doo moment where they like had released uh, some vinyl and got a little bit of publicity. Mm-hmm. So they were... They were doing some stuff. They, they were doing some stuff. They familiar, but I can't so, quite place them. So. Yeah. My yesterday was bruised Images that all come back to you Ben and I were just kind of looking at each other like, well, I don't know if they answer this question or not. Let's just kind of look at them. Look, <laughs> we're dumb. So that's exactly what we did. He's like, he's like, yeah, we don't know who they are, but uh, they, I don't know how they're getting the headline. And he's like, we, we thought we were going to be like the, the, the act so they were so to mad. Be. Oh, and they were mad. Yeah, they, they were mad. They, they, were, they were a little livid internally. Um, so, of course, you know, then I thought it was kind of funny. You know, I'm looking back, I feel kind of bad. But... Uh, <laughs> But anyway, they, they had nothing but terrible things to say about Jim's Great Adventure. They were like, these guys must suck. They're nobodies. They don't have any CDs out. We've never heard of them. They're just terrible. Well, the place that we're playing has a capacity of about 100 people on mm-hmm. the inside. And then there's like this huge alleyway out back with these huge parking spaces, right? So while all this was going on, it was about 50% capacity right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, they go on to play, and we're supposed to play right after them. So we start getting our gear lined up to go on the stage, you know, after them. Mm-hmm. So they get done with their gig. And that's when our, sh- our crew our, showed our, our up. Our crew shows they up. showed up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> SST shows up with some of his friends. Sean shows up with his friends. My buddy Rondell shows up. My cousin. The two dancers, I think, brought their entire high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, there was a crap ton of people. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, you know, George was sitting at the front. 
taking money like man i'm doing great tonight <laughs> god bless you guys yeah. <laughs> cookies for everyone you know but uh anyway he he was like looking kind of worried because you know all these people were coming in and he didn't have the capacity for him he was having to tell people hey you gotta stay outside i'm sorry you know once we get one person out one person <clears throat> come yeah. in kind of deal so we get set up and man we, we started rocking it and everybody was having a good time we were having a good time i'll be honest with you i was nervous as shit because mm. honestly we had, that was the I biggest never, crowd yeah. i had never played in front of anybody more than 20 25 people yeah, yeah. so when i see like packed room and i know there's people outside listening to man that's pressure mm. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> like oh <laughs> so here we are, and, and the band Visible Elroy, you can kind of, like a couple of the members I could tell were into it, but because there was a couple sour seeds out there, mm-hmm. they ended up leaving. <laughs> so they just like took off and left. But the second half of our show is really, we got it rocking and rolling because, you know, the two girls that we had hired to come up and quote unquote go go dance. Mm-hmm. Um, they came up there and they were like wearing the full on 60s, you know, get up and had on the face paint and, you know, look at, look in the park to a mm-hmm. tee. They did a fabulous job. Man, I, wish there were, I wish there were photos of that. Uh, I, I wish there were photos too. Mm-hmm. I, I regret not having that. Uh, but I mean, they did a phenomenal job. I can't remember these two young ladies' name at the time because that was way then. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they did a great job. And that last set, I mean, everybody was like rocking out. Uh, we were, so loud and having such a wonderful good time and people dancing on the floor. And I told you there was a restaurant below Mm. that was still open. Mm. (laughs) They stayed open till 10 o'clock. We started at nine. So somebody from Mayo's was the name of the restaurant. The, uh, somebody from Mayo's actually came up and told George like, uh, Hey, next time they play, could you make sure it's after 10? Cause we got, (laughs) you know, ceiling tile the little white specks or whatever yeah. falling into people's food and stuff you know it was a very proud moment for ben he was extremely happy that he was causing that much ruckus yeah um but but george's like okay next time i have him come i'll have to do an acoustic show i promise because i you know we started bringing electric equipment our uh, electric guitars and our amps and all that i remember george kind of shooting us a look but he never did say anything to us <laughs> Not a thing. So he's probably thinking, oh, look at all these people. I'm going to be getting, you know, five bucks a head off of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because <laughs> when you started that story, I thought he's going to, it was just going to end when he found out you had an electric instrument. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. no. He, he let it stuff. go. Oh, no. He, you got to love those right. people that build a scene, you know? Yeah. I mean, they are so important. Yes. It's it, There's not enough of that happening anymore. No, so sometimes those people yeah. don't even realize what they're doing. They're just doing something because, oh, I've got the space. I'm going to let you play. Right. In the corner. No. They don't realize how important that is. They're making something special. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know, like, there were places there. I know there are rooms down in Florida that, like, you know, Maz talks about um, that, like, Zelmo's, is, you know, it's like this, like, community or community buildings, mm-hmm. you know, that they played that were, like, the Vero Beach Women's Center, okay? I mean, you <laughs> right. know, but, like, pe- all the people these that would build a thing out of the Women's Center or Zelmo's, you know, these, these little hole in the wall, whatever, you know, I mean, those are some of the people's best memories. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you take those with you forever and it's, yeah, I don't know. Props to those kind of oh, little one up promoters doing that kind of stuff. And I wish there were more of them <clears throat> again. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. There's a lot less of them these yeah. days than there used to be back then. It used to be that you could find places like that and even, even small towns just to yeah. 
play in the corner. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and there's still a few places like that. It's mostly bars, though. Right. But it's now it's the breweries are kind of taking over, mm. and they want everything to be like music that people, for the most part, kind of recognize or that or like stick to Americana. You know, you're not going to get a punk rock band in the corner of a brewery. It's not going to yeah, happen. They, ha- they have to make yeah. everybody happy. You know, they, they don't want a whole lot of feedback. They don't, you know, they want everything that's palatable, mm-hmm. you know, for, for sipping. Yes, <laughs> if you're going to play covers, that's even better because people, yeah, people, exactly. love, people love stuff they're familiar with. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, and there, there's nothing nothing against any of those kind of bands. I mean, oh, honestly, no. Maz is playing in one of those right now, but and that's okay. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, there's good music out there of all kinds. Um, there's just not as many good venues that support, like, hard Mm-hmm. Something hard, a little, you know. It's on some head. Well, or, or you know, if, if yeah, I mean, God forbid, you're feeling a little angry that day. Right. You know, hey, speaking of, give me a call. Sorry about that. <laughs> <That's all right>. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I heard my name. Yeah, I wish there were more people out there like that that would allow, you know, local musicians especially to come in and get out there and just perform. Mm. And... You know, it does seem like back in the day it was a lot easier to find those kind of places, places like you were saying. But now it's like super hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's there, super there's hard. Like, <laughs> it's like, there's like there's like one venue, like one little venue, because you got to start somewhere. Oh yeah. You can't. You don't just start. You know, playing House of Blues. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you've got to start somewhere. You need those places to to foster you need those you know promoters who are willing to go out and and you need you know people like you who get the word out mm-hmm. you know you're like hey where do i go hear this music anymore besides mm-hmm. the internet yeah <laughs> well, that's like what, what yeah. i really like about places like like tommy's pub yeah and skylark and, and milestone like they really are they they do really give everybody a chance like if you want to play there yeah they'll find your show to play on you know nice um or you know, if you know somebody that's in a band, that always helps. You know, right? You can, you can get on a, on a bill there, but but Tommy's and and Milestone and Skylark and Charlotte, they they really do a good job of trying to like give people a chance. You know, um, I remember when I first started playing and we tried to play the Milestone. Like I said earlier, Penny's like, oh, you know, you know, you guys need a little bit of work, mm-hmm. and we probably did. But we found another place down the road called Heretics that was like, yeah, come got come play, and then that was our home. Right. So, you know, just getting that opportunity, you know, a lot of times it just takes somebody just giving you that chance. Right. And you might not be the greatest band in the world the first time, like we weren't when we first started playing in Charlotte, but it helped us grow. It helped us grow. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, trial by fire sometimes is the best thing. You You get get better faster, too, like when you get up in front of people. Because all of a sudden you realize, oh shit! Yep. <laughs> next time right. I play, I, next time I play, I want to play a lot better. Right, right, right. Oh, I'm I'm not going to forget something. I'm going to make sure I've got all my stuff. I'm going to make sure you know we don't take an hour to set up mm-hmm. gear. Yeah. Where you know, like you learn how to be fast in just getting on and off the stage. You learn how to build a set that doesn't have big dead spots in it. You learn how to you know to put people to sleep. You know. Yeah, and I eventually yeah. want to get people like Jamie Starks on, who runs Tommy's, because they're really mm-hmm. the, the kind of the unsung heroes of, of, of our scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the people that, that that provide us a place to play. Yeah, I mean Jamie doesn't have to; he does pretty well as a neighborhood bar. But you know, he wants to give up the corner of his bar for us to 
set up in to make some noise and heck yeah right hey, man no yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> great. more of that <laughs> that's right no there needs to be more of that i mean like in winston i want to say there's maybe one spot that i you know i can think of that kind of is good for that and it's monstercade the rest of them are mm-hmm. um the rest of them are, it's just it's breweries and mm-hmm. they they you know and then the ram cat but the ram cat is you know you'll play monster cave before you'll play the ram cat you mm-hmm. know i mean you you know and the ram cat has two rooms i guess um and they're big advocates for you know have for venues you know i think they even made some national news actually like working because of the pandemic mm-hmm. to try and you know like hey what about what about us yeah. you know what mm-hmm. about gig workers like what about musicians what about artists what about the venues that you know we were providing we were your good time Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so i know um that the pandemic has really not helped that at all either (laughs) oh yeah definitely you know i'm really glad that that so many people did survive it though i I thought i thought that that not many places would survive it and luckily just just about everybody i know kind of did somehow or at least it's they still, weren't making any money and they still, pro- they weren't then and they probably aren't now yeah. and they don't care <laughs> and they're Tax like but the music off. lives yes. on that's right yeah <laughs> yeah so how long did uh jim's big adventure go go on for about how long did you play in that band oh two that for three, three years, years? Yeah, yeah about three, three years. years um and that is on the Leaving Echoes record, that, that's just a sampling of the songs we had written. Mm-hmm. We had, golly, close to 40 songs. Yeah. Um, 30 of them complete and 10 in the works. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those, you know, eventually hope through Leaving Echoes to eventually trickle out, but we got so much new material too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That but, we really want to get that out too. So, yeah. you know, Bethany and I, along with the rest of the band, left to just kind of figure out. Yeah, how we want to do it. (laughs) Well, and I mean, because the stuff's all over the map, too. You know, like, we, yeah. So, like, trying to figure out how it fits in with, like, where we are today and how we feel about the world today. I mean, you know, like, a lot of that stuff is, it's kind of our naive our rose-colored glasses, maybe well, the, the we're 90s still was a completely on. different time than yeah. how it is now. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. so like, I mean, you've got there's different things to say now. You know, gosh, we're grown, have had heartbreaks, and mm-hmm. you know, life, and all kinds of stuff. So, trying to incorporate some of that stuff into the old stuff into that newer message. I mean, there's a time and a place for it. Don't get me wrong. And some, oh, yeah. and some of it's really good. I refuse to let it go. Yes. Like some of it I'm embarrassed by, <laughs> but that's just me, not him. It's, it's, it's just me. Okay. I mean, it's just me, but, um, it, you know, I'll suffer. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that, that like we talk about Ben Huskins. Eric's always like, I just, he said, I, I want to make sure I write lyrics. I'm not embarrassed of in yeah, 10 okay. years. Good yep. luck with that. And I'm like, man, it don't matter what you write. You're, you're going to be embarrassed, be embarrassed of it in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, because right. back when we wrote that stuff, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, 30 years mm-hmm. ago, we thought it was good then. You know, we didn't think we'd be embarrassed by it. Right. Here we are 30 years later going, oh, man. Listen, does the Flock of Seagulls guy, does he still wear his hair like that? I mean, like, no, no, exactly. (laughs) All right. But it mattered then. And it's part of what put him on the map. So, you know, you just kind of have to like, you can't have any regrets. You just got to be like, hey, that happened. I own it. This is me coaching myself, right? This is me (laughs) doing the mental exercise right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, that happened. And I own it. And it's part of who I am today. 
So it's all good. Because all good. One, yeah. one, one thing Facebook's taught me is that even a status from like a year ago, yeah. I'll look at it and go, oh, did I really write that? Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can't, you can't stay up at night thinking about that stuff. You know, like, I mean, like, I used to, I used to lay there. I used to sweat about this, this stuff. <laughs> oh, I said this. I said this. You know, can't believe I said this. I'm probably going to have regrets about this conversation. Who knows? (laughs) But yeah, I I can't do it. Jim, Jim's Great Adventure. Jim's Great Adventure. Yes. So it's a tough name to remember. Isn't but, Leaving Echoes so much better? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after that, <laughs> what, what, did you had, did you play in any other bands like over the years? Or is it, uh, I played with this one god awful punk wannabe band. <laughs> they, they, we, they did a bunch of uh, Green Day covers. Okay. Um, which sure I love they, Green Day. Don't get me wrong. And I'm sure yeah, they I'm were too. fine people. Uh, uh, oh yes. Okay. Yes, they are absolutely <laughs> fantastic people. Yes. <laughs> But uh, I had signed on. Again, I got stuck with bass duty, mm-hmm. um, which you know, isn't my favorite. So at the same time, I was making some music, so yeah. I was kind of happy. Yeah. Um, but it was like two brothers, and they didn't. There were days they clicked really well together, and there were days they didn't click really well together. <laughs> I've got brothers, I know. Okay. <laughs> and, those, and, and there were more bad days and, than and, good and, days. And I play in a band with brothers, so I know. Yes, yeah. absolutely you do. <laughs> Bless you. Um, so it was a, a rather short-lived endeavor. Uh, we never really did play anything but mm-hmm. parties. <laughs> yeah. was, was it original music? It. or It was all covered. All like covers. I said, I would say a good 80% of what we played was Green Day. Yeah. So, again, nothing wrong with Green Day. I do love and respect oh, I love some Green Day. good old pop punk. I love it. Mm. So, and then that stuff they did during the uh, pandemic. Do you watch any of that on YouTube? Yeah. I mean, it, it did some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 still, I still dig them. I, I didn't really care for that last album they put out. It right. just wasn't really Green Day to me, but nah. that's whatever. They can grow. I don't care. It's they, Absolutely. They can do whatever they want to. It doesn't diminish what they've done in the past. And, you know, even I look at that stuff differently than I did back then. And back then I really loved it. And I still love it now, but it's, it's, I don't know. I just think they've got a good sound. They wrote really good pop songs that had a punk, punk edge. So they were, they were the true definition of pop punk. I mean, for three guys. Yes. They, they made some noise. Uh, yeah. For sure. And they're, 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 they're great. They're really, they really yeah. are. I mean, they, they, have they written some pretty, Terrible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> but at the same time, we, we, we all have our, like, I, we all have our stuff. Any yeah. band that's yeah. been around that long and then plays, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, you're, you're going to have, I mean, Van Huskins, not every song's a winner. I mean, we've got 11 right. songs on a CD and probably half of them are really good and the other half are like, I think they're good, but you know they're they're right. all right. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't ever play them live. They're yeah. not that great, <laughs> right? 
Well, we but we wanted to get them documented, so we recorded them. Oh, we got a song uh, called Skate Rock that I hope to one day release. That, and, just uh, stop it right now. Yeah, that's just, yeah, just stop it's it. It's fantastic for all this out to fan- podcast flipping tastic so is that I'm the only sure. thing the only uh, thing that you that did that is really the only thing the, i did because for the years. longest I'd, I'd put down my instrument i was like well i'm kind of done well, you know, i did the family do thing for a while um and really i didn't pick up music again until i found out that ben who i thought had moved states away was still in north carolina and he had uh contacted me out of the blue he's good at that if you hadn't noticed my stories and uh, he was like hey man i'm living in uh, salisbury right now i'm working down here at the uh, newspaper place down in salisbury and i uh, got a house got a basement got my drum set up you'll come over and jam i was like sure so and it was mostly just he and i getting together and you know going through some of the old jim's great adventure songs and trying to come up with some new riffs, things like that. You know, nothing real serious at the time. At one time, he had uh, talked about trying to find Bethany and, you know, getting these songs recorded. And this was around 2010-ish. But you knew better than to talk to me yet. And I knew better. (laughs) I was still mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, Anyway, well, where were you going to find me anyway? Like my MySpace? Well, well, had you, had you exactly. done anything in the meantime, Bethany, or just? Yeah, no. I, I mean, um, so when I moved back, basically, I moved back to Florida, and um, my again, you know, my parents play music, so my my mom and I actually did. Um, she ran a songwriters open mic out of the Lyric Theater in Stewart, Florida. It was a great we were one of those little foster venues and it was really fun because you could only play originals but it you know and it started out um mostly acoustic and then i got involved and then we once a month would do band nights Mm -hmm. and so then it got real loud and then we got kicked out of the theater but um (laughs) (laughs) but it was fun you know and so i continued um getting better at playing the guitar Met my husband in and around that time, you know, um, we had music in common, so just kind of happened. And he played in a pretty popular um, kind of pop punk band called Just Like You. You know, they did some couple warp Tour shows and like that kind of stuff. And so they were part of the reason that, you know, the noise was brought back in my life. I did some backup singing stuff, though, with uh, some, you know, he played in a, in a cover band after that, I think, for a while. He just wanted to make, he, and he wanted to make some money, and he didn't want to get a real job. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. We don't have kids. So, you know, <laughs> like, do it, man. Like, follow your dream, you know. So, um, he started playing uh, with this uh, band called Boss Groove, and I um, got to sing some backups with them. And that was fun, because we would do stuff like Chicago and Steely Dan and, like, um weird harmony stuff you know which is fun to do and then let's see what else did i do mostly backup stuff though it's like i had put my time and heart in um writing previously and then when that didn't work out i was like well forget it i'm never Mm. doing that again (laughs) (laughs) but i was still doing it secretly i guess you know like and then, so then when Scott reached back out to me, then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm ready to revisit that. Okay. So, yeah, still on the stage, but to the side. So this was, uh, now you said this kind of got started way back in like 2010 or around that time? Uh, yeah, when Ben and I had uh, reconnected, uh, that's when we started playing, you know, all the old songs again. Obviously, mm-hmm. by singing it, we just had the Bethany's old style of singing in our head. They were kind of like, we didn't know, we honestly did not know your words. But uh, I, didn't, like, 
I didn't either. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we had her, the harmony line in our head. We're just going, mm-hmm, you know, playing along like that. Um, and we pretty much relearned everything, plus started writing some new riffs. Mm-hmm. And then... Eventually, Ben got an opportunity for a career change, and he took that, and again, this was around 2010, 2011, so he ended up going to Georgia, so again, my dreams of music kind of, okay, <laughs> well, maybe not. You've got so, to have a drummer, it's true. You've yes, got to have a drummer. You can absolutely. marry one. No, well, you're already married. I'm already married. She, so. listen, she, she could start playing drums, and then, and then you'd be good. And you'd be good. I mean, Drummers I, are hard I, to come by. I, I, I guess Ben is your is your your musical husband. I, I would say Ben is your musical husband. Probably he's Absolutely. gotten me involved in everything. Yeah, so yeah. There, yeah. That's, that's um, Eric's my and, and, and he would, right. he, would <laughs> he would love to hear that. He's going to listen to this. He's going to be like, "That's right, sis." Ben, you are my musical husband. <laughs> that's right, sis. <laughs> I love you, man. Um, so again, time went by, and then you got the nerve. Two thousand and nine. Team. Yeah. Oh, uh, was it 2020? Got, no, 2020. No, it was when yeah, he first contacted just, me. Yeah, right before the pandemic. I figure. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it was in January of A 2000. lot of things happened right before the right, pandemic. Exactly. And then the pandemic <laughs> happened and like kind of put things on hold yes. or right. rug things out a little bit. Yep. Yes. So 2020, January, Ben calls me from Georgia. Like, hey, man, I'm going to be up in North Carolina. How would you feel about recording some of our old songs? I was like, Yes. Let's do this. Let's get something done. We got to get this stuff archived. Yes, I've always been wanting this. Thank you for mentioning it because I was like sitting on it and wondering if I could even bother to mention it to you, you know, mm-hmm. if you would be interested in it. Of course, he was all gung-ho for it, obviously, because he's the one that brought it up. So we started talking and he, and he was like, uh, yeah, we can just do like a little simple recording, just you and me and yada, yada. I was like, no, nah, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. I said, you know, I started feeling, you know, Blues Brothers moment. We're going to get the band back together, you yeah. know? <laughs> I was like, I said, I tell you what. I said, I know a guy who records. He's uh, working with the uh, studio down in Charlotte, Old House uh, mm-hmm. Studio. And I said, Bethany, we can find on Facebook. I'll ask her. We'll see what happens. I said, I'll put fillers out to our old guitar, you know, lead guitar player and see what happens there. And we just kind of left it at that. But I was like, oh, all right, man, well, just let me know. So got in touch with Bethany. She, of course, said yes, which made me super excited. Ta-da. And uh, <laughs> so thank you. Um, <laughs> was, there, was, was there any reluctance or were you like, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, definitely. Do that. Yes, there was reluctance. Okay, that's that's uh, that's interesting. We talked about it on the way up, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yes, we did. I, yeah, because I was kind of concerned. I'm like, you know, some questions might come up, and uh, I don't know that we've actually ever actually talked about this. So maybe I ought to maybe I ought to let him know. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, no, I had some reluctance because um, when we split, you know, like I had I had some anger. You know, there was some stuff I needed to work through, mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, cathartic for me to work through that. Mm-hmm through just hey just let just letting it go just you know and let's just make some music because that's what we like doing and um but the reluctance you know i guess that i had was i was like well am i gonna like at first i was like i'm just not gonna expend the emotional energy i'm just gonna 
just kind of half-ass my way through it and just kind of, you know, like, and um, don't, you know, I, I'm just going to dip my toe in the water and I'm not going to dive in. But you can't do that. Um, I don't know. It would be a disservice to myself and to everyone. And so I just kind of realized, well, I just need to get over my shit and just kind of. I'm going to do this. Just do it. I'm glad you did. It's, it's yeah. A, I like yeah. the end product. It's really <laughs> <Thanks>. good. <laughs> you know, we work through things. We grow. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there was reluctance. But, I, no, I'm, I'm glad for the opportunity. I love the people that um, Scott managed to pull together. And he worked really hard, you know. Um, I mean – I think, like, uh, as we get older, we can approach things in a more healthy way, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. so you can kind of take it as, like, well, we all know we're just doing this as a hobby. So, sure. first of all, there all the let's take all the pressure off that way. Right. Let's let's just do this. Let's get it recorded. And then maybe let's play some shows or let's do whatever, you know. But let's not, like, put it, but all the world on this. It's, it's our one life, though, mm-hmm. too. You know, I mean, like, what are we doing with it? Like... I've I've got that in me. You've mm-hmm. got it's, that yeah. in you. You know, we got to get that out out there into the world. And mm-hmm. I mean, don't waste time. Absolutely. So, yeah. that's, that's a good way to look at it. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. And for me, I know Ben's original plan was just archive it and be done with it. But obviously, once we got all more involved and uh, we got all the musicians lined up after some uh, yeah, they, challenging parts yeah. on some of them uh, that decided, hey, you know, this isn't for me right now. Mm-hmm. Like our old lead guitar player, he bowed out. John. Yeah. Um, he was kind of wishy-washy on the whole deal. And then finally, eh, nah. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's all good. We, we had originally brought in uh, SST to play bass. Mm-hmm. And he was like all for that. He's like, you know, I'm going to help you any way I can. He said, you just let me know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So originally he'd come over to practices and, you know, again, before COVID got nuts. And, you know, he'd do some bass lines mm-hmm. on his guitar or whatever. Like, okay. He's like, yeah, I got this. And uh, then COVID hit. So that killed practices. Um, the lineup, as it turned out, could not have turned out any better. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say that. Absolutely. No, like like uh, Shannon's. Lee, Lee's leads, okay, were made to be. Yes. They, when when he, when he showed up to the studio, and I know some of it he did off the cuff, um, and that's cool. I wrote some of those lyrics off the cuff. It works. But, you know, when um, he uh, – I was like, I can't hear him any other way now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just yep. like, I'm like, oh, that is what this was missing Absolutely. all of these years. And then, like, and Wes's bass lines, that's, this is why I'm saying, like, still to this day, I'm like, dude, you, you really are a rock and bass player. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. <laughs> because, um, yeah, he just intuitively – you know, he knows what to do, like, to keep that pocket and to make it, mm-hmm. like, you know, tasty, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, so, the, yeah, I I'm can't sorry. hear it any other way now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say with Wes, like I say, originally we had, you know, added SST in mind for, you know, coming in and doing the bass. Mm-hmm. Then when John bowed out, I was like, eh, how about lead? He's like, yes. He said, I knew I was going to play lead. You guys. I just knew it. <laughs> he was like, yeah. he said, yeah, that's more my comfort zone anyway. I said, I said, well. You're you're in it. Yeah. You're yeah. here. Yeah. Let's do this. So uh, he, so he did very, a bang up job. He did an awesome I, you job. You know, and Jason uh, oh, yeah. Keating. Okay, so um, he's uh, he's a bass player for Filth. Okay, he's the one who recorded <laughs> okay. this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. He he recorded and produced it, and he is talented at what he does too. Mm. You know, I mean, he took. Um, 
uh, our mishmash conglomerate with an idea and a glimmer from 1994 mm-hmm. and help turn it into a modern and cohesive yeah. product. Yes. And I cannot sing his praises enough because mm-hmm. he is amazing at what oh, yeah. he did in the studio. So I absolutely, yeah, I loved working with him. Yes. So. Gotta yeah, say that. Definitely love to get those props out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. for sure. So we wouldn't be who we are without the guys that for help us sure. make us sound He's the way we sound. So awesome. right. the Absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> Shout what? out to Brandon Hamby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And Dwayne Short. Yeah. yeah. Yes, both of you guys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and the studio. I mean, in the studio space the studio we recorded, space, and yes. the studio space in his house. Like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, like there was. Anyway. Yeah. Now he's on the. He's doing all kinds of things. Oh, he's doing all kinds of California. I know. Yeah. So, Good for him. Uh, uh, luckily, I knew Jason and Wes from a previous job. I used to work at Cardinal Glass in Mooresville. And, of course, you know, all of us musicians like to talk shop. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, so I was much like, talent hmm. wasting away in a glass shop. I'm just I know, saying. Right? Just so, saying. Uh, Man. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and Wes, I was kind of following him on Facebook, and he was playing with a band, uh, Voodoo Rain, out of Hickory. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't really... He, he's needed to do something else. He, he was like, you know, I'm having fun with this, but it's not what I'm digging, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, well, you want to play bass? And he was like, yes. So once he came on board, that filled in everything between him and Shannon. Excuse me, Lee. Um, <laughs> that like made everything, that made everything complete for us. And then Jason, I remember him, you know, saying, you know, he's wanting to try other things because before us he had exclusively recorded metal mm-hmm. specifically deathcore yeah. you know so, <laughs> he was like yeah I need to get some more experience recording different styles yeah. so yeah he says I'll be more than happy to you know he gave us pretty darn good deal and he was super patient with mm-hmm. this which I appreciate thank you he, Jason uh, but <laughs> I don't know but I appreciate that metal ear though too oh, because the music that we mm-hmm. have while we dip into these moments of kind of you know like we I don't know like we talked about this I, I like music that rides that line of um, it's beautiful and it's sad or it's it's uh, it's gut-wrenchingly angry or it's you know i mean something like it's not just one straight emotion you know so we have songs that kind of go from one end of, to the other of the mm-hmm. spectrum you know from like innocent lilting mm-hmm. you know thoughts to um things that are definitely a little heavier I don't know if the most of the heavier stuff is recorded here, but he was able to kind of still capture that, help you with, you know, like I know the guitar tones, he was willing to take it there with like, you Mm -hmm. know, to make sure it had some guts and some, yeah, yeah, you know, and so I appreciate that. Like, that's where his talent and skill, I think, definitely shone through and and Mm -hmm. his flavor was put on it, which made it great. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and then with Ben, too, I mean, because like, I mean. Ben's monster drum kit, like, <laughs> but, but Ben is, he likes, he, you know, I mean, that's the style of music he likes to play too, yes. you know, he is animal, he wants to play, drop, 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 and you know, good <laughs> yeah. for him, and I love that, you know, um, and so, I mean, you need somebody who knows how to work with that, mm-hmm. you can't just go into, uh, you know, your old blues studio, you know, they're used to acoustic plucking guitars, and, uh, they deal with animal. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know. You got to know your stuff yeah. when dealing with animal. <laughs> so, 
yeah. we're gonna put this cage around him. Right. <laughs> As in Mike's lighting up. Right. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say is um, uh, it's kind of a concept piece. You know, it's a short one. It's not, you know, I mean, it's a little five song kind of thing. Okay. And then um, we'll, we've got the other stuff that's going on a full length after yes. that. We've, we've got plans. Let's put it that so way. So you got plans. We've got, we got, we got a map. We, yeah, there's <laughs> a map. we got plans to record. Are there any plans to maybe try to get on the stage oh, anytime yeah. in the future? Yeah. Um, in the spring. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Th- I think there's some stuff being booked in the spring forward. So yes. we're not trying until then. Um, because it's probably you know, a good time frame to, to maybe think about doing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so because now you know, depending on where what Ben's situation is, and you know, Maz is. Um, having to learn all the old stuff plus he's working with us on writing Mm -hmm. this new stuff so um so is he going to be your like live drummer probably yeah yeah, i yeah i think um oh yeah you know probably indefinitely till yeah (laughs) i think so yeah Yeah. um you know and i think that you know he and uh you know it's funny because like drummers are just I don't know drummers and guitar players like they look at each other from across the room and they're like oh yeah you're all right okay so like I, I I know I know for a fact that Ben has grudging respect for Maz and likewise yeah. and Maz has respect for Ben and so and you know and you can um, I think that their styles um, are similar in that they uh, are not. Um, I mean, like, well, I know, like, Maz can play metronomically, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, um, he likes the flavor. You know, he likes that little oft uh, type stuff. And I know that that, you know, that's where Ben lives. You know, mm-hmm. he's in um, the off, like, kind mm-hmm. of fills and um, and that kind of stuff. Like, his, his fills are phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so, like, I think that uh, they have complimentary styles in that way Mm -hmm. and you know with Ben there's a lot of fills and stuff I didn't realize till this recording I was like oh that's pretty damn clever so that's the cool thing about like recording music is like a lot of times you go back and you listen to it you're like oh wait I didn't even realize you were doing that thing that you were doing that sounds really cool like these little hits and stuff that you don't normally play them in the same room together well you don't hear it until somebody talented like Jason like is like oh this is awesome and you all need to hear this yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's that too yeah yeah you're like well what do you know oh yeah I mean we stand in the same room every week and hear it over and over again but not until I hear it on a recording I'm like oh shit Ben you actually did a really good job on the drums there Eric what you do on the guitar right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never well, noticed that. You're focused on what you're doing yeah, too. You're yeah, like, I yeah. just don't want to suck for you. So yeah. I'm going to make sure what I'm doing is good. There's yeah. that yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, you don't necessarily get to stop and step back and listen to what the people around you. I, I get to. Mm-hmm. I get to. <laughs> but when it's but, all recorded, that's when you all get to go, oh, hell, yeah, yeah. we were a good band. It's not, yeah. ju- it's not just me, like, make look, this look, band. It's right. you, guys, you guys are pretty good, too. All right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I say that all the time. I'm like, I'm just so grateful to, I don't know. I'm grateful to be playing with everyone because everyone – Oh, absolutely. So I tell, awesome. I tell everybody all the time. So we've, awesome. we've got a, um, you know, kind of an internal band Facebook page. I tell every single, every time I make a post, I'm like, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Stay safe. You know, just, you know, <laughs> because I really genuinely do. I mean, these guys are my other family. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And we got plans. That's right. We got plans. Now, granted, we don't have any unrealistic plans. We're not going to be like, oh, yeah, we got a million dollars next year. Yeah. You know, and all these big tours. But I'm not I, just going to, going to, I'm not putting like, that out of right. possibility. Okay, let's just put that <laughs> if out of the happens, universe. Great, but that <laughs> I am attracting all of that success in the market. <laughs> so since you've got plans, this this just recently came out. You just recently yeah, came no, out. It, you're, like, you're already it's not talking even a month about old. A five song EP and maybe another full length. Oh yeah. How how far along are you on on that kind of? St- uh, the on, five song is written. Yeah, it's written. It's pretty much. It's got. Some small There's some polish places. work that yeah, needs to be work. done, and we just have to set. I think you were looking at recording dates. Yeah, we were looking uh, definitely the spring to record. We're um, record or, same place, or that, we are hoping maybe, to. Maybe Jason's really busy now. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's hard and, to get. and good for him. I mean, like he's he's doing what he loves, and I yes. I mean, like. Yeah, he's hitting he's hitting the road, so um, he may not have the time. And, yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. And, yeah. and because sometimes it's, it's it's also good sometimes to record with different people and yeah. see what what oh yeah different yeah. people can do with what what you do. Yep. Although this next one's a little heavier. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. It might be nice to have his feedback. Just gonna put that out there, Jason. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if you're listening. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I I don't know. I think it kind of runs the same the same kind of gamut, though. We have we have some gut wrenchingly beautiful things, and mm-hmm. we have some destru- destructive destructive yeah. things, and we have some um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I am uh, I'm extremely proud of this first recording. Um, as again, mainly. Number one, to have an archive finally. <laughs> so, was this all old stuff? Was any of this new, or That's all, all of it is all, all, all old? All old yeah, stuff. Yeah, yep. it was a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Now, the, does the sound of the new stuff? Does it kind of sound yes. like this? But like, you know, because this more, was all written like you know twenty five years ago yeah. or whatever. Um, I would okay. say more grown up. I guess. Okay, so <laughs> so lyric. I, I would say yeah. All right. So lyrically, you're gonna. Uh, you would definitely see a difference in the story, okay? Um, musically, I would say, yeah, like you can hear um, maybe it definitely harkens to some of that um, because that's, I mean, you know, your roots kind of don't leave, yeah. you know, um, but they evolve. And so I think musically um, – it's similar, but mm-hmm. it's it is a little more grown up, it I is. guess. Yeah, it's a little more grown up. I mean, you know, there's a whole scene that came out after like that '90s grunge thing when it got into like you know the. I mean, like I was in Florida when um, like Florida hardcore stuff, and you know, I mean, all of that stuff happened. Yeah. So, 
do I look like a hardcore singer to you? Probably <laughs> not. At the same token, do I love a lot of that stuff? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I mean, and yeah, so I think that some of that gets in, is influenced in maybe one or one or two of the songs that are oh, yeah. upcoming. So, I don't know. I, I will honestly say I've had never heard Bethany do a growl oh. before <laughs> until one of these recent practices, and I was impressed. <laughs> I was kind of scared, but I was also impressed. I was like, "Damn, girl!" <laughs> Listen, at twenty years That's of pent response. up anger, at twenty years of pent up anger. Okay, sometimes things gotta come; they, they come out. <laughs> It's a shame we didn't record it because I don't know if I can do it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Oh, anyway, yeah. we'll get there. Oh, we will for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited about uh, what then, we're working on now and the plan, and uh, definitely about getting some shows in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the spring. Uh, definitely want to get some shows out there next year for sure. So I'll be putting my fillers out there. Very well, soon. We've, we've got a couple booked, but we just haven't started really filling up dates. It's right, just kind of, yeah. you know, we'll see what the spring holds. My gosh. Oh, yeah. Delta, COVID, when all this crap. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird now because, like, back in June, whenever they kind of dropped the mask mandate and everybody could start going to shows again, like, every show I went to was packed. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they in Charlotte, they, they reinstated the mask mandate. Like, yeah. right around, we we played uh, August 21st, so whatever that Wednesday was before that. Yeah. They reinstated a mask mandate. And then we played August 21st, and they're like, nobody showed up. It was like ghost town. Oh, like, oh what the hell? So, like, and then for a while, like, I didn't go to a whole lot of shows. I kind of started laying low myself. Yeah. Because I noticed nobody else was going out. Why should I be going out? And, and I would go out to shows, and there wouldn't be hardly anybody there. But I went to No Anger Control last night. Mm-hmm. Played, that show was packed. That nice. show was packed. Nice. But I think it was because they hadn't played in so long. Mm-hmm. People really wanted to see them. But, you know, like the the show I was talking about earlier that's going on tonight, I don't really know that there's going to be that many people out there. It's hard to tell right. because COVID's still kind of on the top of everybody's mind. And hopefully by next spring, maybe it won't be so much. But I, I kind of feel like we're still going to be dealing with it in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. I think it's going to be years, but... I noticed you're going to that Bad Religion show. I've seen them. Well, bit. it's it's uh, the only reason I'm going is because I ended up That's getting a, a ticket show. for like three dollars. Yeah. My dad, my dad, my dad, my, my dad enters in the deal of the century. My dad right enters contests. He enters contests online all the time. And he won a bunch of things from Live Nation. It was like ten dollars at a time, but I could stack five dollars, five of them at a time, and I got fifty dollars off. So the ticket's like thirty something dollars, but with fees, it was like fifty three bucks. And I'm like. Well, I could stack five of those and I get the ticket for three dollars. Hell yeah, I'm gonna go see Bad Religion. Absolutely, <laughs> that's a no brainer. Yeah, I've thought, never seen I, them, and I was like, I, no, they. I wouldn't, on, I wouldn't pay fifty to see them. But, well, they right? put on a great show. Mm-hmm. No, they put on a killer show. I saw them in Florida, um, at you know some. It wasn't House of Blues. It was like, but it's something like that. I don't forget the name of the place. It's an independent venue, fairly similar setup though. And um, no, absolutely, that was a great show. Yeah, you're gonna have yeah, a good time at that one. I haven't been any, as far as local bands, local shows, I really haven't been to any since pandemic mm-hmm. yet, which saddens my soul. Um, but I, I am hoping, you know, once everybody gets comfortable again and I start feeling a little more comfortable as well. I mean, I still wear my mask out even though I'm vaccinated. I do it all um, the time too. You know, and it, not necessarily just for me, but for people around me. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, when, when I go out to the grocery go. store, I'm going to wear <laughs> so, my mask just, just to kind of. Absolutely. Because um, I'm not an asshole. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an asshole. I'm not an asshole. <laughs>
Uh, where, where can everybody find the, the the album? It's called Jump In. Yes. You can find it on I know, All your Spotify. streaming places. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a Amazon. band camp? Set up? I am actually working on a band camp right now. I will, should have it actually up. By the time this airs, it should be up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, this, I should have it out Wednesday. So, so yeah, it'll yeah. definitely be up by the yeah, end. Put, put, that, put, that's put, my that up, project be tonight place and uh, Sunday. Because you can put the music on there. You can also put these on there. Yes. Yeah. But and iTunes. it doesn't really cost you much of anything to do all that. And we've got some... Uh, iTunes, so, Amazon. Some worthy stuff that might go on there. I just got to talk to Bethany about about putting it up on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that, you know, some extra stuff that you can't find on the album. Yeah. Um, we do have a, another single coming out on November 17th. Oh, I okay. know what you're talking about now. And it is uh, one that <laughs> was written with uh, Sean Fleming back in the 90s. <laughs> so... Uh, I didn't know that it was written with Sean Fleming. Yes. I came in after the fact. There are there are a total of four songs that Sean and I wrote mm-hmm. in the nineties. Is uh, he'd come over a couple times and jammed with Ben and myself. Yeah. And every time we'd come up with something, I'm like, "All right, man, you go use this." And he's like, "Nah, man, do whatever you want with it." You know? <laughs> I was like, "All right." So two of the songs actually got turned into songs. One of them uh, being the one being released on the seventeenth. It's called Obsession. Okay. Um. It'll be available digitally everywhere. And the other has not been recorded yet, but hopefully will be recorded on uh, our third recording project, which will be another full-length album. Okay. Um, which one was t- that? Title Subject to Change, because it was originally called Angels and Sedans. Oh, yeah, no. I s- and, yeah, uh, that's right. And there are two other songs that Bethany and I never finish, but we probably will finish. I do want to get together again with uh, Sean, and he and I have talked about it uh, sometime you know, we originally planned October, but mm-hmm. he nor I have uh, reached out yet. So it might be November-ish <laughs> before yeah. we actually can get together and uh, go through those. And, of course, I would love to do, you know, a newer collaboration with him because, yeah. I mean, he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love Sean to death. He's uh, one of my unsung musical brothers. I, uh, I and, never met him until a couple of years ago, but, yeah, he's oh, a yeah. good guy. He's a great oh, guy. Yeah. I've never met him. We're Facebook friends. Yeah. He's, he's a Super I, guy. I didn't Super know guy. that I've in, inadvertently collaborated with him, and so hey, well, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a great guy, and so this, yeah, so this, okay, back to what streaming services we've got: yes. iTunes, we got Spotify, yes, uh, it's on Pandora, and Pandora, mm-hmm. it's on. I don't know. Deezer. Probably yeah. Deezer yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much all those. We went through uh, CD Baby on this one. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. they did all your standard, you know, worldwide streaming and all that. Yeah. Probably on YouTube as yep. well. Yeah. On yep. YouTube. It's yep. on YouTube. So. One day we might have a video. We've talked about it. But yeah. We've talked about it's it, too. It's, it's, been, it's tough, but you, know, you either got to do it yourself or you got to pay somebody to do it. And for a band that doesn't make any money, it's hard to pay somebody to do like, exactly. make a video. And I think that's where like, I know, I know some guys around town that want to like sell their services to do stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's great. But, you know, we bands, we just don't make that much money playing live, you know. Nah. So, and if we got to play to pay to record, right. then I don't have money left over for a video budget. Right. You know. And if I have a choice between recording or a video budget, I'm like record. Yeah, yeah. all day long. Pretty much. Yeah, because <laughs> so. I can throw a, I can download something online and throw it behind it and have a video. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can get some uh, public domain footage and throw that up there and just. It's not as impactful though, for sure. I don't know. <laughs> YouTube can't be understated in that way. Yeah, I know. Yep. It's. I'd love to have a video. I'd love to have a really good video. Either a concept or just a live thing or something, just whatever, just uh, something out there that, that's 
more than just some wily coyote cartoons behind my music. You know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if there's any uh, video students out there, you got two bands chomping up a bit right now. <laughs> well, no, I, noticed, I know some of them, but they want to get paid. I know a killer videographer, actually. He gave me an estimate. I was like, okay, we're just gonna, I'm just going to hold on to this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get back to you on that. And I'd love to be able to pay you guys, too. Trust me, I'd love to be able to pay you guys. Oh, absolutely. But what <laughs> Their art is worth it as well. For yes. sure. So a couple of questions real quick. Sure. I, I think, where'd the name, first of all, Jim's Great Jim, Adventure, Big yes. Adventure? Great Adventure. Great Adventure. Where'd yes. that name come from? Well, <laughs> that's an his, interesting name. I'm going to tell, okay, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to tell this story. So his cousin is Jim. And Jim used to hang out in the band room. Yes. All the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was the chronicler. Okay. And a big fan. And we appreciate that. Mm. But we just decided that we were his great adventure because okay. we were arrogant kind of <laughs> shits. And I don't, I mean, there's literally nothing else to say about that. We were arrogant shits. So that we kind of, it was our kind of like endearing, hey, we love you and appreciate what you do. But it was kind of like, hey, <laughs> you, you know, um, I mean, because we figured he was, he was the one guy that was there. You know, so if if we're nobody else's great adventure, we're definitely maybe his. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you decided to put it back together, why didn't you? Why didn't different you say different name? people, different people, different yep. people, different sound, new lyrics. Um, you know. And magenta placenta didn't quite work out. It didn't. Uh, It got got the veto. (laughs) Yeah. Well, is there any meaning behind leaving echoes, or is this something that sounds cool? Just I mean, well, that's what we're doing, right? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And and you were leaving echoes of of the nineties on this CD. Sure. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. To me, uh, too, like one of the concepts of like sound and how it lives in the world and doesn't maybe ever die or go away and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, the ripples that we cause and it's kind of a impactful thing. I figure mm-hmm. outer space has got to be really loud from all the music. Just, I mean, except right? for the fact <laughs> maybe that's why it's constantly expanding. Maybe yeah. we every time we talk, it just you know it just pushes something further out i don't know yeah but yeah so i it kind of resonated with me i think wes really liked that one too um and uh and jim's great adventure does sound very 90s so if you want to be if you want to be a 90s tribute band or a 90s throwback band we could be a tribute to ourselves (laughs) be be a good name to keep but (laughs) if you threw out that name these days it might be like that sounds like some band from the 90s (laughs) sure well yeah (laughs) you are we are a tribute to ourselves look at us go (laughs) look at us go (laughs) right no yeah i mean yeah so that's what it is the we, we're leaving these echoes, and uh, I look forward to leaving some more. Yeah, absolutely. I hope there are many more sonic impressions to be left. Boom. <laughs> this has been a Gabba Gabba Hunt Media Production. Call this man and see. Let's say what's up. Mm-mm. I'm wondering why he's calling. You're calling. We're taking a break, so it worked out. What's up? No, you need to fend for. Yeah.
feed yourself. I it's gonna be late, and then we're talking about if we wrap up early. There's a show you might go see. Yeah, so. All right, so I'll okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Let's just be honest. I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. I too. love you, Maz. Oh, he said I love you, Shad. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. Oh, so much love in the room. <laughs> Alright, bye. <laughs> so, you want to go get dinner? Am I fending for myself? No, you're fending for yourself. <laughs> you're fending for yourself, sir. Come on, come on. <laughs>